another episode of the Double O Podcast. This is episode... Oh, crap. I knew it last week. <laughs> we were doing so good, too. I this know, is episode 12. 12. I even had to think about it. See, it's contagious. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 12. Hi. Hey, so I'm Ophelia, one of your hosts. With me Hi. is the lovely I'm Esther. Hi. And we have a special guest with us this week. Hello, Thespius. Hello, hello. Special is definitely the way to go. I, I, I think that you, probably this this episode number thing has got to be a gimmick. Because <laughs> the way we were just talking about it and the fact that you're like, it's um like it's got to be a gimmick. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell people. It, <laughs> it wasn't until last episode last week. Yeah. Uh, I'm not very good with numbers. If it, if I can't see it, it doesn't exist. Is that a metric system thing, or maybe? Okay. The, the the system that everybody else in the world uses, but we here in America <laughs> decide that we're too stuck up and we still want to use the old English system. It's very confusing, especially because I play Rift now, and they don't measure every. They measure your distance from people by meters, so it's mm-hmm. very weird for me when my AOE spells are like, you know, heals five allies within fifteen meters, and I'm like, what? And I'm like flailing and I don't know what it means. And it's it doesn't matter. I don't really know what yards mean, but I know that if that person is grayed out on my map, they're too far. I don't think anyone really think they're like, okay, spread out by six yards. And it's like, okay, well, like, how are we going to look at the screen and be like, hmm, this many tiles in Meloriac's floor is this many yards. Like, that's ridiculous. You're just like, when does grid tell me that I'm out of range? That's all I care about. Well, in case you guys didn't know, we've invited Thespius here to help us with math because <laughs> we're <laughs> terrible at it. I can't judge meters. She doesn't know what show it is. That's why he's here. <laughs> oh, God. You know that I was like my high school calculus class. I was asleep for most of calculus class my entire senior year of high school. I still got a B, but I don't really remember most of it. So that's about Is that like a precautionary how... tale where it's like, hey, kids, if you fail math class, you two can end up on, a, on the raid warning. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, if you two suck at math, then just go ahead and start playing WoW and you might be on a podcast at some point. <laughs> actually, the funniest math story that I ever had is actually my freshman year of college. Like, I was going into fine arts, theater, that stuff, so I never needed any math except for, like, a core math 101 class. I show up, and about two or three weeks into the course, the professor says, you don't need to come to class, you don't need to do the homework, you don't need to do the quizzes, you don't have to do any of the tests. If you pass the final, you pass the class. So that's what I did. I didn't go to the class, I didn't do anything, until finally the night before my final, I like crammed the stuff that I didn't know, and I went to the final, I got a B on the final, so I passed the class with a D. Uh, it didn't look that good, but still, hey, I didn't have to go to class. There's a whole nice. lot about uh, art school and art math classes. Yeah, well, but I, I mean, I went to like a state university, so it's not like I went, you know, it's not like the math class was like half-assed. Like, it was a good math class, I just half-assed it. And you're a straight guy who majored in theater? Yes, the story of my life. How <laughs> everybody's like, wait, how did that happen? So you were a theater major. You, ooh, uh-huh. you took ballet classes. Oh, wait, oh. Wait, you wore tights. Oh, wait, hang on a second. You actually, how are you still straight? And yet you didn't wear the tights for us. I mean, jeez. No, no, the tights, the tights are in my, uh, they're in my closet right now, so to speak. So well, when I bring things. them out of the closet, it's, that's just an inside joke. No, really, um, it, what the episode is about, um, for those who may not know, is we wanted to do an episode on casual raid leading um, and casual raiding in general, and we couldn't think of anybody better to join us than you, 
so we're glad that you're here. Well, thank you. I think it's kind of biased because one of my guildies and raiders is one of the hosts. So, <laughs> well, see that? Yeah, but that's because that way I knew <laughs> I knew I was getting a good guest. Exactly. We are nothing. We are we are shameless to the core. That is what we are proud of. And and no, you're definitely. I mean, I knew other people that I could have considered. And I think even if we didn't know you, you from being public and a personality, I think you and and the way that you, ha- you know, advertise yourself in your guild, you were certainly the better person. I think for it. So either way, I, I imagine we would have had you. So. Oh well, yes. thank you. No, I just I just mean that as a joke. Like I, you know, but I that's it's been. I think since day one of me entering the community, it was always the well, number one. Like I don't know, it's hard for me because I kind of hate the word casual, so to speak. But you know, but at the same time, it's just the mindset that I mm-hmm. like to push because there's so many people out there that have that mindset but just don't know how to go about doing it. So um, frankly, I don't know how I'm going to explain it, but I'm going to try it. Well, we're a very candid podcast. Like we try really hard not to script our responses. So feel free to just be honest and whatever comes to mind. And if you do end up stuttering or if you do end up saying something in a way you didn't mean, you're always welcome to, you know, take it back and try again. Like we're, we're not like that scripted at all. Oh, if you guys, if you got, you guys should hear the outtakes from raid warning at which point, (laughs) like, because seriously, it's not that I stutter. It's just that I don't stop talking. Is oh. that, and and in that I'll kind of make the same point about three or four different times in the same in the same speech. <laughs> so why don't we start things off? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, what exactly you do in the game or what you're doing right now? Um, your place in the community for people who may not know you, um, and then tell us a little bit about your guild or your raid team. All right. Uh, well, my name is uh, Thespius, which um, – well, my real name is David, but I started going by Thespius because it was a – I kind of like the whole play on the Latin thing and Thespius, theater, thespian, thes- you know, all that stuff that ended up going that way. Um, I uh, In the game right now, I'm still playing WoW, surprisingly enough. I play a uh, an 85 Resto Shaman who sometimes pretends like he can be elemental um, as much as he can be. Uh, leading a 10-man rating team, which I guess I'll talk about in just a second. Uh, in terms of how people might know me, uh, I started um, by kind of I, – I don't remember if it was Raid Warning or World of Maticus. I think it was World of Maticus. Um, I started kind of doing a little bit of light blogging, like trying to do guest posts here and there, and then I ended up getting tangled up with Loader and Maticus, and they were like, hey, you should come write for us. And I'm like, hey, you're fucking crazy. Um, but they let me. And uh, started doing that for a little bit. And then I started listening to podcasts not too long after I started playing the game. Like I seen, at one point I found out that there were like all these different public communities that really like talking about the game and stuff. So I was like, all right, cool. I started checking them out and I stumbled upon Raid Warning and I cracked up, uh, you know, listening to Seven. And it was probably one of the funniest, most fun experiences that I had. And the outlook that they had on the game was one that I wanted to share. So I started kind of sending them messages and like, hey, this is something I was thinking of. And and they had started hearing of me through World of Maticus. And they were like, you should come on and guest host. And sure enough, I guest hosted one day. And that was the, uh, you know, if you if anybody follows the podcast at all, is the infamous episode that I that they think I passed out on the desk. Um which in actuality, I just put the microphone down to go to the bathroom, but they thought I like literally like thunk hit the keyboard. Mm-hmm. 
and that was it. So I kind of started doing it that way. Um, I stuck. I still do raid warning to this day. Like we've done stuff at PAX East in Boston, PAX Prime in Seattle. Uh, you know, live live podcast stuff like that, and very active on Twitter uh, at Thespius, uh, which is T H E S P I U S. And uh, you know, after sticking with Maticus for a while, um, I just I kind of decided to take a step back from them because uh, Matt runs a great blog over there but it's a little too structured for me um you know very much the like you know he was like hey so what do you got for this week and i'm like dude i haven't even thought about a blog for this week and (laughs) so like i was trying to keep myself motivated to like write one thing a week but then i found myself writing some things that you know that it's like i was just kind of writing something just to write something so i was like well let me try to do something instead that will be when i write something it'll be something that i really wanted to do so i started I kind of reopened my per my sort of my own blog, which is uh, Healer by Nature, um, and that's Healer by Nature at WordPress.com, and that's sort of a, a look at things from a healing standpoint. It's not anything specific, like it's a resto shaman blog, it's a it's a raid leading blog, it's a it's a tanking blog from a healing standpoint. Like no, it's just sort of anything regarding WoW or gaming or anything like that from a healer standpoint, because that's kind of how I look at everything. Um, and I now now I know I'm talking too much again. So like, well, you're oh staying gosh. surprisingly on subjects. So you haven't repeated yourself, so feel free I to am. keep going. And at the same time, I'm trying to pet my cat down on the floor here. So that I wondered if that was mine. Like I kept hearing the noise, <laughs> and then I, I thought it was my chair. So I'm like rocking back and forth trying to recreate the sound. No, it's totally yours. Yeah, it's totally my cat that I'm sitting here literally just trying to pet and keep satisfied so she'll shut up, um, which it's obviously not working. Um, so anyways, I, like we play with our cats during the podcast too. It's okay. Is now is that what I think it means, or is that something? <laughs> totally we'll leave that up to you. <laughs> all right. I, I was wondering why you were so late that night that we all went out for drinks. <laughs> Seems like you were playing with your cat at the hostel. Um, anyway, so like uh, you know, I, I had bounced around. Like I, my my love for the game has always been raiding. Has always been that. You know, that challenge, the solving puzzles, the, you know, trying to strategize and put together, okay, we have this, we're trying to do this. How do we make, how do we make this square peg fit into a round hole? And, and I bounced around, like I'd raided with Loader uh, for a little bit. Um, I raided with Maticus for like a hot second. Um, I'd kind of raided a couple different places at 25 man, but it always came back to, the group that I sort of started playing with. Like it's a group of people that I've been playing with since my first character, my warlock was like a level 40 and we just all got to know each other really well. We all had a really great time together. And as the game was progressing and as we were progressing as players, I was realizing that not only did I want to take a more serious look at raiding because it was always sort of the, Hey, if we have enough people on, then we're going to raid, you know, that sort of deal. But, uh, you know, some of us started to want more. So I started to look at it as, okay, well, how can we take what we have and turn it into something that we deem is successful because success is absolutely subjective. And so it's it's been a long and arduous process and sometimes, um, uh, as Jen knows, has been a headache and a half. Uh, but, you know, it, it's in a pretty good place. Like, I'm actually pretty satisfied with it. So I run a little um, 10-man rating team on Nairzul called Team Sport. And uh, we just uh, we actually just had our our first rag kill last week, I believe it was. Oh, so yes. it was post. Yeah. Thanks. It was post nerf, which, you know, none of us were we, we're all sort of hoping for pre nerf. But, you know, at this, you know, it, but we're in a much better place than we were at the end of the last patch. So 
progress is good. I'm happy with it. And we're just continuing to sort of push forward. That's Thespius. Okay. <laughs> um, so I think I kind of want to skip to part number three right away because you brought it up. You brought it up uh, early on, which was a good point. Um, like I said, the reason we wanted to have you on was to talk about casual rating, and you did bring up a really good point. And and there have been a number of blog posts about this kind of thing too, as to what exactly casual means and what exactly hardcore means. And you have some people who feel that maybe those terms don't even apply anymore, and maybe we shouldn't take them as seriously as we do. Um, what does casual mean to you? Is that a label that you feel comfortable wearing and that you feel comfortable applying to your group, or how do you feel about that word? I feel like just the term casual, um, I feel, is a little bit too light for, I mean, it, because you have to you have to sort of delineate what you're applying it to. Are you mm-hmm. applying casual to the amount of time you're spending? Are you implying casual to, now I'm, I'm, these are rhetorical questions, but um, are, are you implying, you know, casual is the amount of effort that you put in? Like, so it's going to be different depending upon the team. Now, I don't like casual simply as the word itself in regarding to rating because it's developed the stigma in the community that it's very much a negative thing. Like, you mm-hmm. you know, oh, you're casual? Psh, oh, that means that you just want stuff handed to you. Um, I could could make a uh, sort of a modern day uh, equivalent. It's sort of how some people view like the Occupy Wall Street movement as like people that just kind of want to show up and just have it done for them. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily the case. Like the way I view casual, like if, if I'm going to take that label on for the team sport team, I mean, what I mean by that is um, the amount of actual in-game time that we put towards the game, uh, towards rating is relatively on the lighter side. Um, but the the mentality that goes into it once you're in there is it gears more towards the sort of what most most people want to call hardcore now but at the same time hardcore has its own stigma of being the very you know oh my god i'm gonna browbeat you you know if you don't min max your fail you know stuff like that and that's not and that's at the same time not the case like people want to make it black and white but it's not black and white sure there are absolutely guilds that want to do one night a week you know just go in there and kind of kick around and have some fun See if you can get a couple drops. Not a big deal. Then you've got the hardcore people that are going for server first, world first, you know, and and they run their own gamut of a very structured, very browbeating, you know, sort of thing. So we, I like to think that we kind of go somewhere in the middle. We take only a certain amount of time um, a week that we put towards it and a certain amount of time outside of the raid because I do want people to do their homework and be prepared. But once you're in there, like, let's get shit done. Like, let's go in there. Let's have a good time but not at the sake of progress and actually doing stuff. So it it literally, I mean, I guess the sort of the summation of this whole thing is it's a fine line. I feel like it's a fine line between um, what the community wants to put as casual or hardcore. We try to tread a fine line. Do you feel that that's, that's rather difficult to do? I do think it's rather difficult to do because everybody's got their own different sort of feeling of what it should be so not only does that make it difficult for uh for myself as a raid leader or for anybody that wants to raid lead something somebody a team that's not cookie cutter to what most people feel a raid team should be and it's also hard for the people that potentially want to join that team because everyone wants to get something a little bit different out of the raid team so some people some people want that browbeating like just keep knocking your head against it some people just want to have a good time and it's sort of like the it's more about the group atmosphere there are some people in a variety of different of uh, parts of the spectrum in between so it's 
it's a fine line to define your own raid team and to sell your own raid team and then to run your own raid team. So one word or the other, I just, I just I can't really say with all with any surety that it makes sense to just use one word. I actually have a question for you, and I know it's not one we listed, so it's kind of a spur-of-the-moment one, if I may. Um, you'd mentioned kind of towing the line between you know, being casual and hardcore. Do you mm-hmm. ever fear, or does the thought ever occur to you, do you worry if you're not casual enough? Like, let's say you were to take your guild, or you wanted to, to take your group in a more hardcore direction. Um, do you worry about feeling like maybe you sold out? Like, you you know, do, do you worry so much about towing that line? Do you get what I'm trying to say where you... It's not coming out right, but you're so where where you basically go where you're trying to you're trying to fit a niche, but you in order because of your own preconceptions, you tend to you you kind of go towards one or you you tend to push towards one or the other. Is that kind of what you mean? That or you purposely kind of limit yourself for the sake of of being casual. Like some people, like for example, when we had you know Vidiala on and we were talking about the guilds that were strict ten man, and there were guilds like that that wanted to see twenty five man content, but they were worried about losing that label of not being a ten man guild anymore or a strict ten man guild. You know, and you know, have you ever had that thought cross your mind where you are casual, but there is a part of you that's like, God, I wish we could just push a little harder be more like those guys but you were worried about what people would think about if you did that yeah yeah to a certain degree i mean that that definitely sort of came up in a you know at one point uh during uh tier 11 uh, we kind of came up to a point where we really needed to figure out like really what did we want to be and and that's where it sort of began to not only help us define ourselves as a guild but also ran the risk of sort of tearing us apart as a raid guild um and and that was we came from one thing you know, we came from a, a, a super casual guild where literally a lot of us, and this was, you know, three years ago or so, like during, you know, during Karazhan, that kind of stuff. Like a lot of us were very much the, you know, we had a lot of free time. Not many of us had significant others or really super serious jobs. So we were able to play a lot. And it became the, in our sort of fun guild we had, like if we have enough people on, you know, let's go raid and see what we can do. But no one really researched their characters. Nobody really kind of stepped back and tried to critique how the fight went. No one really did any of that stuff. But as we all started to grow, we were realizing like, no, let's let's do this. And so I guess to really answer your question, uh, yeah, I, I have I have worried at times in pushing the team further because the team that I have, um, you know, I, I don't like to say who I don't really it's it's hard to not. Quali- you know, qual- uh, quantify people as like A team or B team, but like when our, you know, A team raiders are on, I really feel like when everybody's focused, it's unstoppable. It really is unstoppable. And so, and so I, I there, but in that, I worry of pushing people just a little bit more and losing some of the people that don't specifically don't want to be hardcore like really enjoy just the really nice atmosphere that we have and not that i would change the atmosphere i would very much be in like all for keeping the friendly you know kind of kidding around atmosphere as long as stuff gets done um but but yeah it and in that i guess it, it it's cost us that like it in pushing them people harder i have it has cost us some of the people that you know, I really do enjoy playing with just on a kind of really relaxed level, people that I enjoy kicking around a dungeon with or world PvP or or whatever, just having fun with. But those people don't subscribe to the way that we as a group want to do the raid team. So unfortunately we've lost those people. So it kind of has already happened. And it but it's just it's just being true to yourself on what you really want out of the game and what you want with the people that you're playing with, what all of you want 
out of the game. And so, you, you know, I guess it's, it's really too easy, um, you know, to kind of stick with what's safe and what's comfortable. If you want more, you have to know, you have to be willing to hash out like what, what of that more do you really want? And are, what are you willing to do to get that? Right. So how do you keep the team motivated? Like when you are going through times like that where you, you know, you have some people who maybe want more or some people who really want to stay the way things are, you know, and, and balancing progression and things like that. And, you know, just making new people feel at home, you know, the communication, keeping a guild talking, you know, can, can you kind of go into detail with how you manage to balance all of that and the inner workings of, of keeping your guild the way that it is? I really try to make sure the communication is the biggest thing. Like I really try to just number one, like when I bring somebody new in or when somebody new comes in that we're possibly, you know, like a, like if we're, if we're short on people, we bring a pug in or whatever. And that person may want to be checking us out. Like I'm just, I, I try to just communicate with the person. Like that's one of the things that we pride ourselves on is being such a great community. Like I've never had anybody complain in the raid team that, that anybody in the, well, most people um, are assholes, you know, like some people, but some people rub elbows or, or butt heads at time to time. But really at no at no time is anybody like this person's a blatant dickhead. This one is, you know, like I've seen it in other guilds, but I really don't see it in our team. So I really just try to be like, just bring that element, that really friendly supportive, encouraging atmosphere to everybody, and, you know, and, and if it comes down to, uh, if it comes down to one person wanting to push harder and one person maybe not wanting to be pushed so much, I try to take both of those and I basically just try to negotiate with them. Like, okay, look, we want, you know, these people want to go harder. This person is not comfortable with, with how fast it goes or whatever. Let's see if we can negotiate. And if we can't negotiate, then, you know, then it just comes down to sticking true to what essentially the majority of people want to do. Um, you know, if, if what makes everybody happy is doing, you know, activity A and it's making, you know, these two people a little bit uncomfortable, well, then I see if I can try to make that transition for those two people a little bit warmer, a little bit more comfortable simply by talking to them, making sure they're okay, seeing if there's any tweaks that we can make that'll make them more comfortable. But if ultimately at the end of the day, if they're not, you know, if they're, if it's really not, you know, their cup of tea, then I, you know, th I don't, then I understand like, then it's totally fine. So it just comes into open, open communication and just, and, and understanding for what people want is, is essentially how I try to keep everybody together. Mm -hmm. So what would you say that your motivational tools are? Because I know I, I'm not trying to, and, and I apologize in advance if I imply that you're not really seeing any of these things, but I know typically a lot of my experience has been with more, you know, more serious end game guilds and things like that. And a lot of times what they use when somebody's burned out or when somebody's thinking of leaving, they use that lure of, you know, we'll be at this boss soon. It'll be great. And you'll get lots of loot. And they sort of dangle those carrots in front of them to keep them going. Um, what carrots would you say you use to keep people interested when they, when they feel they may not want to do it anymore? Or um, if you feel that you're banging your head on a boss longer than maybe another guild is, you know, what do you, you use to to keep people interested and, and sticking around um well I, th I think to a certain like in terms of ind individually like thinking that there's you know like if some certain person if one person is having a tough time or struggling you know they're like oh man i'm just really starting to feel burned out i let that person take a break just mm -hmm. flat out like i don't want anybody to you know to sign on for raid to feel like they have to like if they if they genuinely don't want to i'd like for it to you know for them to tell me 
you know, hopefully before it becomes a serious issue. But if they're like, man, I'm just, I'm just really burnt out right now. Okay, cool. Take a break. Like we'll pug, like, you know, we'll see if we can get somebody else in or whatever. Like I absolutely listen to that. Like, you know, as long as people aren't taking advantage of it. Now, as for like the general, like overall, if everybody, you know, is kind of really getting tired or whatever, if it's on a certain night, just call the raid. If people are getting frustrated, there's no need to make it any worse than it already is. Um, if it's an issue of, man, we just cannot get past this boss. Well, then I like, I'll say, ta- I'll schedule a night, one of the raid nights to literally just go into some old content, you know, even if it's as far back, you know, black temple or something like that, and just take people in just so they can blow up stuff, you know, cause that's essentially what most people want to do is just, <laughs> just make a night when people can really just relax, you know, have a good time and, and, and not have to worry about, okay, all right, I got to switch on this shard at this time and I have to have this many, you know, it, it just, sometimes it gets too much for people and that's fine. So take a break, do something else for a little bit, plan something that's a little bit more fun. Um, if that makes us go a little bit slacked in progression, then, you know, then so be it. My, the hope is, is that by taking, by an individual taking a break, or by the group doing something a little bit off the beaten path, it'll make everybody come back a little bit, you know, rejuvenated and feeling a little bit better and and hit it harder. Right. And on that note, I mean, when speaking of dangling the carrot, a recruitment, as you know, has been awful, this expansion. Um, guilds, oh, yeah. Casual guilds, hardcore guilds, every guild has really been feeling that. Um, you did say what you use to keep people in your own guild interested, but what do you use as selling points to, to get other people interested in your guild? Um, especially if your guild may not be at the level other people would like to be at, um, you know, how do you get people to look past that? Like when they do read your recruitment ad or they do have an interview with you and you do say, you know, we are only this far and we are only this casual or we're maybe not that serious. What do you use to keep people interested in and maybe wanting to join your guild? Um, well, I think the most important thing is that for, for any you know, guild that's out there that's recruiting, you have to know your strong points. You know, if, you're, if your strong point is that you're super far in progression and you, you know, bust your ass to get bosses down, then there are going to be people that are going to be for you. Um, I know for my guild, like especially starting out, we were a little bit behind the curve. You know, recruitment literally came from you know, enforcing that we had a supportive environment. You know, I even put out there that, you know, hey, if you're a newer person to rating, um, you know, I, I'm I'm a teacher by nature. I have no problem with sitting down with somebody that's willing to learn and, you know, helping them out a little bit and seeing if we can get them up to that level, if it even interests them at all. Um, and, yeah, and so that was the beginning. It was very much a, you know, hey, just we're a really great environment. Like we get stuff, we want to get stuff done, but we, you know, we're the nice people that will down these bosses. You know, we're the ones that will absolutely have a good time while doing it, not at the expense of the progression. And then as we started getting some more um, kills under our belt and our, you know, we went from one to seven to three to seven to four to seven and uh, things like that, then then the numbers start to help. And then you can start to be a little bit more choosy. But if if it's as when you're at that point when it's as hard as it is basically in this whole expansion, focus on what your strengths are. Put your strengths out there. There are people that are looking for those strengths, whether it be your community, whether it be that you play fun games in between polls, um, you have you know uh, you have a, an electronic DJ that basically plays music all through your raid. You do a, a really kind of fun type of loot system. Um, you know anything that you feel is your strength as a raid team, push that. There will be someone out there. It may take a while, but there will be somebody out there that wants to pick that up. 
Mm-hmm. So the next question I have for you is loot. Obviously, mm-hmm. we talked about that a little bit. You know, everybody likes to receive loot. I don't care who you are. You may not do it solely for that reason, but you do get that rush when you see the item fall into your bags and you see in the chat pane that you won. It's a good feeling. Um, how does your guild handle loot? And also, how does your guild handle its guild bank? Um, well, for loot, we started off like this was back in ICC when we were essentially first putting, you know, this raid team together. Um the guy that was running it alongside me, he's not really running it. He's not so much running it now. He's more in the background now. But um, he proposed doing Suicide Kings. Um, we looked at a few different, got you know, a few different uh, loot systems, and Suicide Kings just seemed to fit the most. Um, it was easy. It's easy to get people in. Um, you know, it it does kind of you know reward people for being there and also at the same time you know there's nothing that you have to accrue like you don't have to accrue points you don't have to show up to a certain number of raids in order to stay eligible or any of that stuff we wanted something easy because everybody that come that that we started with essentially we felt that you know was there to down bosses with that group and loot just happened you know like you said loot just happened to be just a really cool byproduct of that but none of us are like Oh my god, like have to get this piece of loot and I don't care what anybody else says, like I'm going to step on everybody else. That's not that's not how we do it. Like so we wanted something that was conducive to that. So, you know, for a quick summary, it's basically a list of everybody that's in the raid that's in, and for us everybody that's ever been in the raid and it's an ongoing list of priority. You know, your 10 people that are in there are in a sort of 1 through 10 priority, however they fit into that big list. Something drops that's eligible for them. They will basically, you know, whisper bid to whoever the loot master is. It's usually me. Uh, if they're the highest on the priority list that bid on it, they get the loot, and then they're suicided down to the bottom. Now, this is good because, like, if somebody, you know, is gearing up and there's not a lot of gear that that anybody else needs, there's it allows for somebody at the bottom of the list to be that sort of loot sponge. So stuff doesn't really fall through the cracks that easily. Um, so it works really well for us. Um, we're also a really good team in the fact where we tend to check everybody else. Like if, uh, um, I mean, granted I'm the only shaman in there, but like, let's say if there was somebody else that was a shaman, um, I'd constantly be checking back and forth with that other shaman to be like, Oh, Hey, you know, is this a better upgrade for you? So that's also kind of how we individually work, um, as a raid, as a, as a, as a guild, basically, uh, we check in with each other because if, if something's only a minor upgrade for me, but it's a bigger upgrade for somebody else, like I'd rather that other person get it because they need it more than I do. Um, so the system stays there um, to sort of help out when when things really need to be hashed out. But uh, but it's, it's worked really well. Um, the only kind of bad part is since you have to be suicided for any loot that you get, even if it's an off-spec sort of thing. Um, it makes it kind of tough when, for main spec, if it's just a minor upgrade, but you don't want to sacrifice your spot um, on the loot list, that that gets a little bit tricky. Um, you know, we're still kind of trying to hash that out. But you guys run with two lists? Sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, with one for off-spec. How dare you interrupt on your own show? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if she yeah. was still even listening. Yeah, well, it's just weird. I, I feel weird asking questions because, uh, well, I already know the answer. It could be your gimmick, you know, like your numbers. For off-spec, yeah, I mean, entirely possible to run yeah, like an off-spec. Some, some guilds do it that way. We, we don't, but I find the one list fits us better. 
mm-hmm. as a yeah, guild, it, but I, I, but since you were talking about that problem, like elder guilds who want to do that system, there is uh, the option of having two lists: one for off specs and one for on specs. Right, right. The the main issue becoming like if you know, say you know somebody, I'll just throw one on there. Say Kavorkian is all the way up at the top of the list, and he's you know been wait, he's waiting for this one drop. Like he doesn't really need a whole lot, but he's waiting on this one sword to drop or whatever. Um, and these you know these bracers drop that that are good it's like a minor upgrade um not anything that would be like game changing and he could use them like it could be useful but by bidding on them it sends him to the bottom of the list when he's really trying to go for that sword like that's that's where it just gets a little bit tricky now like overall there's really no perfect loot system if there was a perfect loot system everybody would use it there's a reason why there's so many different ones. So, so it works for us. Like I, you know, I've, I've had a couple minor, we've tried to make some minor tweaks to it, but, uh, but it seems like it's worked pretty well. And as for the, the bank, um, basically trying to, what we basically have is, you know, we, uh, really only two tabs that are used for raiders. There's the main, t- the first tab, which we kind of keep for, uh, for pots and flasks and things like that. Like we do guild flasks, which are all sort of taken care of by us. So, um, not really a big deal. Um, then we have a series of, you know, uh, banks, uh, bank tabs, which are more for crafting things. Like we've got a, a mining jewel crafting one. We've got an enchanting and tailoring one. And, um, you know, then we've got sort of our final bank page, which is all our food uh, that, you know, if people need individual food, like we provide the seafood magnifique. But uh, if people need individual ones, they can go into that one and grab it. Anybody that, that operates on the raid team on a regular basis, um, our ranking system that we have is really super unique and i don't really want to like i I would basically be putting people to sleep but essentially like we've got full members we've got we've got full members that have gone through a certain application process in order to attain that full member status we've got applicants that are trying to do that that are trying to get to that point we've also got sort of a middle level which some people consider senior applicants other people consider junior members so it's kind of like a we it's six and one half dozen the other and those are the those are the some of the raid team members like there's applicants and there's raid team members that aren't full members and then we've got all our full member core which is consisted of non-raiders as well as raiders so raid team as well as all the full members have access to anything uh that that they may need on a rating basis. And we trust everybody. That's part of the application process to get to the full member status is to really know like who the person is. Like, is this somebody not only that I would want to go out drinking with on a Saturday night, but is this somebody that I could, you know, if they were down the street for whatever reason, could I call them if I needed something? Like that's, that's what we focus on. Yeah, so just to our give bank. People an idea. Like I'm, I'm not a full member because I didn't go through the application process. I've been with the guild yet. like yet. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. I keep saying, I'll do it. I'll do it. And I chicken out. Um, but yeah, like I've been in the guild seven months, actually longer than that, since January, and mm-hmm. I still haven't gone through the application process, and that's my choice. It's not because right. they don't like me, it's because I, I decided not <laughs> to do it yet, and so I'm just a raid member. Right, and that's and that's that's what we wanted. Like, we wanted people that we wanted, you know, for the applicants, you can choose one of two paths. You can either choose to go to be on the raid team, um, which is, you know, that's that's your that's your goal, that's your purpose, that's really only what you're interested in, which is basically beholden to the approval of the full member raiders. And then otherwise the applicants can go for the full, you know, the full membership, which involves really kind of getting to know people. You have to garner a certain number of votes. Um 
it, you know, but but when we were crafting this, we wanted to make sure that the people that only wanted to be on the raid team, number one, I don't let anybody on the raid team that I feel is a negative personality or somebody that doesn't contribute positively to the raid team. Well, there goes um, <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to make sure. But I wanted to make sure that the people that want that were com- that were content to be on the raid team that that was okay. Like you don't have to be a full member, but if you're going to be in the raid team, you have to be a positive uh, influence and a positive addition to it. So it's a kind of unique system, which kind of has gone through a couple changes over the past couple months and even over the past like month. So um, not anything huge, but like still kind of trying to flesh it out because it was a system that we had to design on the fly. Um, it's something that I feel a lot of that unless if a, a guild is really super established already, if there's somebody that's just starting out, you're going to have to kind of figure out how you're recruiting, how, how do new people come in? How do you promote those new people? You know, it's a constantly changing thing. And you're kind of, you really can't, I think it's near impossible to really sit down like with a pen and a pad and be like, here's how I'm going to craft my raid team. You know, you kind of have to just start doing it and see what's going on and see what works and what doesn't and adjust from there. Since we're, we're on the topic of the guild structure, uh, I thought maybe we could go into a bit of the leadership. Um, how do you, and maybe you could talk a bit about how team sport does leadership and how do you think that applies to other guilds uh, that rate on the same level that we do? I think uh, our leadership was was originally one thing and it has started to transition into something else um which is which is fine and which is going to happen the way that our leadership was originally our, our leadership is basically this we have our our guild quote guild leader is a level 1 of one of our of one of our members like it's literally just a level 1 tune just to hold the spot because the the idea of team sport is that if you're on the team you know, you have a say. Um, now the below the uh, sort of below the team, the guild master, which we call the guild HNIC, is uh, essentially three team the team captains. There's the DPS captain, the healing captain, and the tanking captain. Now, in the original incarnation of Team Sport, when it was first started, those three members were really people that were put in to make sure that. You know, that the sort of core belief system of the guild was in place. Like the tanking captain, you know, solid knowledge of tanking, doesn't know all the tanking classes. Same thing as the original DPS captain and the healing captain doesn't know all the healing classes either. So they're originally there to make sure that basically to be the final barrier, to make sure that nobody bad ever got in because our system of application was designed on people needing a certain number. You needed yes votes. You needed, at one point, you needed everybody's yes vote. And then we needed, then we pared it down once we got more people. So you needed 10 of, uh, 10 people's yes votes. And that includes the three team captains. So the team captains were sort of like the, they were sort of the bouncer at the front door, you know, checking everybody out, making sure they're okay and they're not trying to come in strapped or anything like that. So, so that's what they originally were there for. Now our DPS captain left and our new, our current one, Jamie, got in there and, and that's really when it started to shift to where the team captains are really starting to fill the, you know, in, a, in some parts, trust the, the job that they that you would think they're designed for. There are a lot of guilds out there that have class captains, role captains, um, you know, uh, DPS healing, tanking captains, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. So it's a very similar 
system based, you know, compared to other guilds, ours has just sort of been a slow morphing into that. Like our tanking captain is pretty good at tank. Like he's he's definitely our one of our strongest tanks and has decent enough knowledge about tanking in general. But it's not like he knows druid tanking. He doesn't know death knight tanking. But he knows just enough about the tanking role in general where he can give that advice. Same thing with our DPS captain. Our healing captain, though, unfortunately, is kind of uh, missing in action. Uh, he's just been working a shit ton. Um, and his, even he, like he's sort of the sort of the last one of the old system, where he was there to make sure that nobody bad ever got in. He's a decent healer, and he's okay knowledgeable in terms of healing in general. Um, but uh, since he's been gone so long, it's sort of been up for debate on sort of refilling his spot or not. Um, and then uh, below that, you know, once you've got the three team captains that are there, you've got the full members, the people that have put in their time, that have gotten to know everybody, that have gotten their application process completed, the people that we trust. Um and, you know, so you can get along with all of them. You can get along with some of them, you know, but overall, great group of people. Um, and so that's the guild leadership. Now, in terms of the raid team leadership, it's really been a mix of myself, uh, Jamie, our, our DPS captain, um, and then kind of input from other people that we just basically found that we trusted in terms of the raid and that's basically what it's been it's either been myself or jamie uh that's that's led the raid um with input from everybody else and then the people that are fine with just sort of following orders and you know tweaking things here and there have done that and it's worked out really well like it's not anything like i don't wear an i i wear an unofficial title of raid leader and so does jamie but it's not you know that's not anything in you know, anything that's been put into the game or um, I have a separate rank or I have certain bank privileges or anything like that. Like people just kind of look to Jamie and I to make the decisions for the guild or for the raid team. And and honestly, if you would have told me about a year and a half ago that I was going to be doing this, I would have laughed in your fucking face because I was <laughs> terrified of raid leading before I started doing it. I'm still kind of terrified of raid leading. So you've brought up a lot of positive things. Um, let's talk about some of the more negative aspects. What do you do? And I know Ophelia mentioned this one might be particularly amusing to hear. Um, how do you handle dealing with unreliable players? Or what is your theory? <laughs> that, that's literally in the notes. Ha, 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 yeah, ha, ha. Um, and then, uh, so thank you for the emote. Um, and things like conflict management, anything involving conflict, how does your guild, how do you deal with that? How do you feel that that's different than maybe a non-casual guild would deal with it? Or may be different from how other casual guilds do it i think the, the in terms of the unreliable players um personally i have a very very short fuse with them but um in general i try to be uh at least you know like the, the basis of everything is communication is just making sure like hey just want to know are you coming tonight? Are you not? Like, if you're not coming, like, we really need to know. Like, we make ourselves, like, Jamie and I make ourselves hugely available by email, by phone. Like, you know, the people that are on the raid team, like, my phone number is, <laughs> this could be bad. My phone number is listed in my, in the, my guild note, you know, when you click on the name in the guild, whenever, like, my phone number's in there. So if anybody needs to reach me and say, hey, I'm going to be 10 minutes late, or hey, you know, this came up, I can't make it. Like, 
that's there for that reason, just so people will, just so I know where people are and if we can expect them or not, because that changes how the night's going to go. Um, when somebody is consistently not living up to that, there's just a point when it's just like, okay, look, like I, you may be a great person, you may do really well, but I just can't rely on you, you know. So either you're going to have to, you know, really let me know like what's going on, you know, so we know what to expect, or I'm going to have to fill your spot. Like it was a hard decision to come to, but it just came to putting my foot down of like, if I can't try, if I can't rely on you, if you're not signing up regularly, if you're not showing up on time without any advance notice, then, you know, then I really have no use for you. Um, I try, I, you know, I think the more hardcore kills would just be like, you know, have a very much have a raid attendance policy. You have to make X percent of the raids a week or raiding a month or whatever. And if you can't meet that, you're done. I don't necessarily do that because I know every because one of the core things that we have perfect example are holy pallies on a three week <laughs> vacation. What um, a bitch! <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry about it. It was only but, two weeks. The but, other. Oh, that's, that's fine. That's fine. But like, but we want. We're also that. all shift workers. Well, most of us are shift workers. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of times we're all, we're we're working one of the nights a week, and like you have class sometimes. Yeah. So like, you know, I'm in grad school, you know, one night, you know, one or two nights a week. So, you know, uh, the other raid leaders, a bartender, like, so we have like in that, like love playing with these people. The people I play with are reliable in terms of, I know they, they let me know whether or not they're going to be there or not. Like, it's okay if they're not going to be there. Like it, I really would love it if all of us were there two nights a week, the whole thing. But that's just not the case because we work, we have schedules, we have significant, you know, some of us have significant others. We have, uh, you know, school, we have other, you know, obligations. And that's fine. Just as long as I know what's going on and what to expect of somebody, then it's totally fine. Like, um, you know, because I know when to expect that person back, you know, like I know that Jen's going to be back in a couple weeks or a week or whatever it's going to be. Like, I know that she'll be back. Um, so I know that it, it becomes troublesome for me when it's like, okay, well, I don't do, I'm, does that mean I need to fill somebody's spot? Do I need to recruit again? Like what's going on? Like, and, and so in that, in terms of recruiting, I've been able to stumble upon actually some really solid people that are fine with sort of being the standby fill in that actually do a pretty damn good job when they're doing it too. So it allow it affords me the ability to let people, you know, have that time, you know, to be able to do what they want to do. Like if someone's like, Oh, you know, if Jamie on a Thursday night, it's like, man, I got tickets to the bear, uh, to the bears game. If they're playing on a third, you know, one of those random Thursday nights, um, or he's like, Oh, I got tickets to a bulls game or a Hawks game or like, you know, s- you know, serious plans with the girlfriend, you know, fine, cool. Go do it. Like, I know that I've got, a good number of people in the guild that that know that you know that there may be a spot open they be they may be needed so um so that's i th- i think that's key and that's definitely something that a lot of people sort of uh get attracted to now i have become pretty good at knowing when people are taking advantage of it you know when someone says you know oh sorry like this came up like and i couldn't get to my phone all right okay that's that's your one and then when it's consistently happening and we just don't, then it's just, okay, now you, now I just can't rely on you. And that's, you know, that's not anybody's fault. Like you just have a busy life. Go do it. We'll be fine. And we'll go on without you. Gotcha. And in terms of, in terms of like 
resolving conflict because there's definitely have been conflict like that just all boils down to communication and trying to find out what person a wants and what person b wants and again just trying to negotiate between the two and seeing if there's common ground that can be met um and if it can't well then you know then then we can't and need to make a choice from there but you know it's it's all about I, I'm never one to make harsh decisions. I need to make sure I have all the information before I make a choice on something. I guess it's good to see that you do, in fact, have rules and you do, in fact, have some expectations. And I'm not saying that, you know, all casual guilds don't, but there is that assumption that people can sort of come and go as they damn well please and not say anything and that there really aren't any repercussions for certain things that they do. And and I, you know, I admit that I've had my own you know, myths about that as well when I've looked at a casual guild. And um, mm. I think it's really great that that's not the case with you and that you do still expect things from your people. You know, it's not just this animal house of, you know, baboons flinging poo at bosses and, and them dying. It's really great. Right. And, I, that. and that's and that's the difference. And I think that's another key difference between, you know, what most people consider to be, quote, casual is the mm-hmm. sort of haphazard, just kind of throw it together sort of thing and just kind of go and see what happens. Like, no, like we're my team is casual in terms of the amount of time per week that we put towards rating. Now, of that time that we put towards rating, it better be some damn good time. Like, I, you know, I want people to to know what they're doing, to be able to, you know, like I hate I hate meters in terms of like people trying to compete on them, but they serve the purpose on being sort of a benchmark. Are you going along with what everybody else is doing? So, you know, we, it, it, again, it's that fine line sort of thing that you got to kind of keep working on. <laughs> I must drive you nuts, Jung, right? I'm always the one spamming the healing meters and the DPS meters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Posting, no, I like it's not. After every single raid, I post a link trying to convince people to go look at the meters. <laughs> Well, see, no, but it's not like th- there's a difference between spamming meters to boast versus spamming meters to analyze. Like I know, there's, and I, I'm, and I'm oh yeah, half yeah. kidding. Oh yeah, you know, but like I, I love you know the the whole the world of logs and trying to fix it because I use it. You know, if something is glaringly different, like if say two of the healers are doing 10k HPS and one is doing 5k HPS, that's something to be concerned with. But if you know, healer one and two are doing 10k, and healer three is doing 9.4k. Like, I'm not gonna sweat that. Like, big freaking deal. Um, I use it to see, okay, who got hit by what. You know, what can we avoid? What can we shift? You know, like that's what I use those for. So yeah, I mean, there are. I pride myself in sort of having expectations, and it primarily comes from the 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 fact that. We not only do we choose to spend a limit of time playing, but we only have a limited amount of time to play. So we want to make sure that the time that we spend to play, we get the most out of that. So when that time is spent just kind of goofing around and so and so is AFK for 15 minutes but didn't say why, um, you know, we set a break but someone hasn't come back from break yet. This person just decided they wanted to go to Stormwind. Like that's wasted time to me, and that's wasted time to us, and that's not how we appreciate spending the time. Like we like to go in there and have limited time between attempts and quick runbacks and let's discuss it on the way and then let's just go do it again and that that's what is fun for us so the rules that have come out of our rating have come out you know for the fact that this is the these are all the things that we all expect and we all enjoy mm-hmm. so um let's take a little more of a look at your guild um 
how are things going for you right now? What did you think of we are coming to the end of Firelands? We are coming to the start of a new, uh, the last patch of the expansion 4.3 and the raids within. Um, what do you guys, what did you guys think about Firelands? Specifically, what I'm interested in is what were your thoughts on the nerfs? Um, you know, there were a lot of guilds that were able to see more progression than they were before the nerfs. And some people weren't really happy about that. Some people felt like the kills felt more empty or they felt like maybe they didn't deserve them. And then other people felt like they didn't deserve them not because they felt that way but because of the peer pressure of people saying you know post nerf and pre nerf um what was your take on the nerfs from a casual standpoint from a casual standpoint it, i mean it's it depends like for the amount of time that we spent uh that we spent in a raid like they serve their purpose um personally i would have liked to see us go seven to seven without any of the nerfs or with very minimal of them uh but to the to overall to the people that only need that can only spend a limited amount of time, you know, it serves its purpose in that. It's good for that. What I would have liked to have seen was something that was incrementally done, something that was slowly ramped up over some time, because just a boom, straight uh, 20% nerf that kind of did start to make, uh, start to make, you know, these attempts or these kills feel kind of empty. Um, you know, now, unfortunately, because of my Tuesday night class, like I haven't been in on our Tuesday night raids, which is basically we always go six to seven on our Tuesday nights, and then our set our Thursday night is always saved for rag. So I haven't really seen a whole lot of them since they've been nerfed. But I mean, to go from I mean I think we're a solid team, and to go from you know kind of having you know having some trouble with our five to seven, our six to seven, you know like. To go from that to just kind of blowing through it without even really trying, it was a bit drastic. I would have liked to see it a little less harsh of a nerf than what actually came out. What I found, because I was rating on the Tuesdays, was that because the we weren't actually doing much better than we were before the nerf, because because the fights were easy, nobody really cared. And the raids were actually really boring. We were wiping over stupid things. Uh, there were a few nights where I just had to shut off the computer and I had to go for a walk because it was just so frustrating. And uh, well, that that was my perspective. Of yeah. So I think so. I think the twenty percent nerf, like, I mean, rag is still a challenge to a certain, you know, to a degree to you know at least to my to my team, and that's just because of avoidance and you know and basically just sort of getting accustomed to the fight so it's it's a learning curve thing not necessarily a throughput thing um but in terms of everything else i think the 20 percent is definitely definitely more geared towards people that have an even more quote casual outlook than our guild does because because now just like jen said like you start off with you know we were we were struggling we were wiping on things then the nerf comes in and all of a sudden, no, it's too easy, and we're not paying attention enough, and we're just kind of flying by the seat of our even pants. Even more than we were last time. Right. So, so I think we were obviously we weren't at the front of the pack where it was like, Psh, you guys need the nerf. We're already done with the content. But it would, but you know, at the same time, we're not the man. We're still wiping on Shannox and Beth to lack. Like, so we were kind of in that middle pack where the nerf was too much for us. But in terms of giving us a nice little kick, it, it definitely gave us a little kick. Um, I think we definitely could have continued. We could have gone five, six to seven without the nerf. Um, rag, I think, would definitely be a bit tough. 
uh, without the nerf for us. I think the nerf definitely uh, helped lock in that Ragnaros kill for us, but everything else I think was probably a little bit too drastic for our team. Gotcha. And that's but, good I mean, to they, hear. Serve, they, they serve their purpose. Like, I mean, we know that it's going to happen. Like, like, the thing that I hate the most is when the people at the top are like, man, like, you know, it's that entitlement thing. Man, I did this with no nerfs. So like, now they're just giving it away. Like, you you got it before the nerf. Like, you enjoyed it while it was still super challenging for you. Who cares what everybody else did? Like, care about your own team. You know, like, that's kind of how I feel. Now, there is going to be some sort of justification in looking at what everybody else is doing, but. You know, but if you're comparing it so much to that point, like that's just frustrating to me. So, you know, I, it, it it serves its purpose, and and I can see, and I know, and I and I actually agree with putting in those nerfs so people can see the content because I remember BC and never even seeing Sunwell. I never got to see Sunwell at all, and that would have been really cool to see. But that was really above my rating capabilities at the time. So, you know, but to give everybody a chance. I think I think is pretty cool. It makes it mean more for more people, um, and you know, but still makes the pugs fucking frustrating as hell. So, is there anything that you learned from Firelands, or that you think your guild or your runs are going to do differently with uh, Dragon Soul, or do you think you're going to stick to the same format and the same way that you've been raiding through this expansion? I think we're going to stick with it. Um, I don't really see any need for us to really change. I think that the changes that we've made to make the team better and more efficient um, have paid off um, and have, and it's shown not only in the output of the raid, but also in the terms of the dedication because more people, more, more of my raiders are more dedicated now than they were before these changes. So there's definitely an impetus to stick with it um, and, and continue to do it that way. Now, like, what I, I've continued to learn in terms of raid leading, um, you know, how to adjust in terms of things with placement, different options for different mechanics, knowing everybody's classes more, um, knowing my own class more. It's helped me figure out more of what I can do as a shaman and as a healer to make sure that everything's okay. Um, it's also forced me, like, not only in the in raid leading, I've also, when I'm raid leading, I also tend to kind of become the healing captain. So it's also encouraged me to learn about other healing classes and so i can be able to help and critique and tweak things in a way that maybe that actual player might not have thought of um so for me it's just opened my eyes in terms of efficiency in terms of the raid team i i would imagine it's probably done the same thing as well as get people um you know more excited about raiding so yeah well absolutely and no one's complained to me otherwise so we'll absolutely (laughs) keep it the same way well, one of the new features that's been announced in 4.3 is something called a raid finder, which is sort mm-hmm. of being looked at as like a beginner raid feature. And and certain guilds have started to talk about how they might use it. Like there are some people who plan on using it that maybe don't want to raid with the guild. And then there are guilds that I've even heard rumors of they're thinking of maybe using it like a boot camp almost, where if they have somebody who they think might be ready for raids, they, they might make them run a couple rounds in a raid finder to see if they're ready. Um, you have some people who plan on using the raid finder to get their bonuses faster because you can still get your tier pieces from the Raid Finder. Um, what is your attitude towards the Raid Finder and your guild? Like, Do you see it being used at all by your guild, um, or I do think, you see it not affecting you? I think probably on an, it, like if people want to, I think probably people will use it on an individual basis. Um, I definitely don't see us adding another day for Raid Finder. That seems kind of pointless to me. Right. Uh, but 
I would definitely like I, I fully intend on using the raid finder to get in there uh, and really start hashing things out so I can then take that information. It's another reason like why when I would go help, you know, run uh, run a raid with uh, with Maticus or Loader or, you know, run with another guild if I just happen to have that night off. Um you know, run with them so I can really get in there and see it and be like, okay, this is what happens. This is does this. It just makes us more prepared when we go in there. Um, I don't really see us doing it in terms. I mean, if people, I, I can imagine people would use it individually to get their bonuses, to get their experience. But in terms of us as a planned raid team unit, like I don't really foresee us using that simply because we don't have the time. And like, if we, if we have 10 people, if we have 10 Raiders on, we'd better just be in the fricking raid. Um, now the one bonus that will, ha- that I definitely feel we will have to dragon soul that we didn't have to firelands is that we actually didn't complete tier 11 until after firelands came out. So we were missing a lot of stuff in getting into firelands. Now that we've, we're continuing to clear Firelands. Like we are, we fully cleared it and we're continuing to get gear. We've got one of our, two of our mages are both working on their Dragon's Wrath. So we will be in a better starting place for Dragon Soul than we were for Firelands. So I don't foresee us using the Raid Finder as sort of like a catch up tool. I imagine there will be guilds that will use it sort of like as a, um, oh my God, we didn't, you know, we didn't finish Firelands or we're still throwing this together. We need to sort of fill that gap. Let's use the Raid Finder. Um, mm-hmm. we'll definitely, I think, probably use it seriously. Kind of, I, I guess the only way I describe it is kind of like as a recon type thing. You know, gather reconnaissance on Dragon Soul, figure out how it works. So that way when Tuesday night comes, that first raid, like, we'll be even more prepared. Right. So the last thing I can think of is, and if you had advice, if somebody came to you and said, Vespius, this sounds really good, I'm thinking of starting a new guild, especially with the start of a new expansion, you know, Blizzard should be announcing what it will be this weekend. Um, and mm-hmm. if somebody were to come to you and say, you know, I'd like to have what you have, I'd like to do what you do, um, what advice would you give for somebody that wants to build a casual guild? Um, how would you suggest that they start? How to recruit? How to get the raid team going? Building the schedule? What tips would you really have for them? And even on another note, do you would you even recommend this for somebody? Like, would you would you encourage them to do this, or would you say you don't want to do this? Um, I think it really depends on the person. Like, you really you really do have to want it. Like, I've told I've basically told everybody on the raid team um, that if it was if it wasn't for these people that I'm quote leading, I wouldn't do it. Like, it really is. You know, if if I just decided that I wanted to, you know, for perfect, you know, total example, this, I don't even imagine this happening, but let's say that, that the team just totally falls apart. Everyone just kind of wants to go their own way. I would not go and try to pick up and start again. Like I just wouldn't go do that because, because it started from the core group of people that I've been playing with for so long. The people were the most important ones to me. So I wouldn't, I would not do this if it weren't for the people that I'm raiding with. Now, for somebody else, like the advice that I would give is you have to, you have to number one, be patient because it's not going to happen overnight, especially with the guild leveling system. Like our guild is level 25 and it took a, a, a decent effort to get us there. Like we just hit 25 probably about a month and a half ago or so. Um, so, it, you know, it definitely took a while and there's a lot of other guilds out there that are level 25 that have all of those benefits. And that's plenty of incentive for people to join those guilds. Now, if now for someone just starting out, they want to start with a brand new guild. That's a that's a lot. 
to get people interested in. Hey, come join my guild. Well, what perks do you have? None. We're level one. Like that's <laughs> really kind of off putting. Um, so you have to be patient. I would say surround yourself with people that you like and enjoy and, and just, I mean, and, and otherwise be aggressive, get yourself out there, make yourself a guild website. Um, I love, this is the one, one of the one pitches I can make is uh, guildlaunch.com. Um, everybody over there that's, that runs that website is fantastic. The websites themselves are really easy to customize, really easy to run. Um, and, uh, so like get yourself a website, you know, start posting on the forums, get your name out there. Uh, in terms of recruiting, get as many people as you can that, that, that are sort of your quote regulars and just start pugging people and be nice to them. Like, just be nice to them, because if you start making yourself a reputation of being a group of assholes, you're not going to get anybody. Like, you have to be pleasant people. You have to be fun to game with, because if you're not fun to game with, most time, most of the time, people are not going to want to game with you. And so, the people who do yeah. want to game with assholes are probably not the kind of people you want to play with either. Exactly, exactly. So, patience I would say, you know, do all the bells and whistles, get yourself a website, um, you know, have people try to be at, you know, get people active on the forums, you know, post on the uh, post on the official forums and and just start and just start rating. Even if you're pugging regularly on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday nights, even if you're constantly doing that, that will start to get you some regular people. Um in the beginning, it may not be the best people. They may not be the best raiders. They may not be the nicest raiders. But as long, but start to get yourself into that system, and it'll start to fill itself, fill itself out. That's the best advice that I can give. If you really want to do it. <laughs> okay. Hopefully, did we have any questions for him that were submitted? Or yeah, actually, there were a couple. Ooh. <laughs> uh, let's see if I can find them. They're in my scent now. There we go. Here they are. Um, well, the first one, I, I think it might be an inside joke. I don't really, I'm not sure where that came from, but uh, Avalona has a personal question for you. She says, what kind of purse do you recommend for accessorizing a heroic raids? Oh, God. <laughs> um, this was, <laughs> I love Ava to death. She lives just outside of Chicago, and I live in Chicago, and her and her, I'm not sure if it's husband yet, her man toy, her man friend, they both came into town and Derevka came in from out of, from, uh, from Boston. He was in Boston for a couple days. And we all went out, like, we grabbed some food and then we went to the Goose Island Brewery and I ordered a bourbon stout, a bourbon county stout, this really thick black thing. But it came in a little snooty snifter. <laughs> so she cracked the joke. She was like, Hey, why don't you put on, you know, she's like, you should totally wear my purse. So I was like, ah, whatever. Like, I don't care. So I put on her purse. And so there's a picture of me somewhere of me drinking out a little snooty snifter with a purse. So Ava for, um, this is if she ever decides to listen to this, this is the inside joke back. I told the best purse that I would recommend for heroic rating is one that knows how to parallel park <laughs> because Ava can't parallel park. 
Good to know. I'm always looking for ammo against her. She's actually my uh, sort of my GM and my Rift Guild, so I'm, I'm very lucky that I get to raid with her and I get to see her regularly, and I, I respect her. She's one of my role models in gaming and blogging, and um, I, I, I sometimes my well runs dry, but giving me that little gem <laughs> gives me something good to throw back at her. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, I need to, yeah, for, it, she'll she'll kill me because she knows that it's me. But but yeah, anytime you need to, anything, just be like what just anything about parallel parking. Okay, I'll save that for a rainy day. <laughs> Did you want to ask a question, Oh, Do you have the list? I don't think I got any. Okay. Um, well, I, well, I mailed you. I mailed you the list of questions. Okay. Um, I'm honestly... Did I miss... I can just oh, ask God. them all if you want. Uh, okay, I do have one. Sorry. Sorry about that. Okay. Oh, um, this one is from our beloved Vasca, who we adore immensely, and who you have actually met... Hopefully, correct? Yeah, a few times. Okay, cool, cool. Okay. He wants to know, um, oh, God, I think we already covered that. Okay, so we'll skip that one. I'm sorry, Vasca. So <laughs> this one was actually asked by at Fluffy Wumpke. That is really his Twitter name. I don't know why. Um, his says, okay, how do you deal? Okay, which one sucks less? Rotating players versus a minimal roster. Would you rather have too many people that you have to rotate in and out or not enough people to fill the raid? I would much rather have too many too many people that I have to rotate rather than not filling the raid because when you have the people that you need to rotate, at least you know all of those people and you can be straight up and just be like, look, like okay, we're going to be switching it up. Like, make sure that I, I do it where everybody try to get everybody a turn just as long as everybody's on the same output level. Um, I hate with the fire of a thousand suns having too few people. And not knowing if a raid's really going to go. Um, perfect example was this Tuesday. Um, you know, it's getting into holiday season, so a lot of people kind of um, have commitments that they need to honor. Like our resto druid's getting married this weekend, so he's not really around that much. And one of our guys just, uh, one of our tanks just got a promotion at work. So, you know, we were supposed to be starting hard modes on Tuesday. We didn't have really enough of the normal people, um, so we really couldn't step into hard modes, which I know we probably would have gone at least two of seven, um, given what I've seen. So it's, it's really hard to, to have not enough people because then you're not really going to be able to operate at your best. Whether, whereas if you have, you know, a plethora of people now I'm, I'm thinking here like maybe 12, 13, 14 for a 10 man, I'm not talking about like 18 or 19. That's just ridiculous. I'd say have that second group run another 10 man. Um, but if you if you're running a couple over, rotation is always best. Like for me. Okay. Um, and then do you? I think we covered the other one too. We're pretty good about covering the questions in our conversations, actually. Yeah. That's just because I talk a lot. No, no, seriously. <laughs> I don't think you, you've ever. I think I don't think it's a problem when somebody talks a lot if they stay on the subject. But you haven't repeated yourself, like you haven't gone around the bend or anything. So I don't think there's anything wrong with your your talking at all. I think you've been great. So, kind of oh, why? Thank you. Being the guest, we want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, we don't want to be the ones talking all the time. It's, it's your time to shine, so I'd rather you fill the space. <laughs> um, I don't have any other questions, so I think the ones I wanted to ask, I sort of slipped in as well. Um, so Yeah, the question, the, the last question was from Wow Solitu, and who asks about how you attract and keep people on the team. We did go over a little bit, but was there anything mm-hmm. more you wanted to add about how you keep the team motivated and 
No, I think that I think it's kind of covered. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it just basically boils down to the just kind of figuring out what your strengths are and focusing on that, and then just communication. Just make sure everybody's communicating because if you don't know the problem, you can't fix it. You know, yeah. that's really the best way to put it. Someone someone can be really having a tough time and really really frustrated with something, but if they're not bringing that up to you, then there's really no way that you can fix it. You know, you can't be like, all right, well, let's figure out how to deal with it. But if they do, then be like, okay, what do you want? What do we have? Let's see if we can put those two together right so so in closing why don't you tell us a little bit more is your guild recruiting right now is there a website people can find your guild at if they want to know more um yeah they can go to uh it's teamsport one word dot guildlaunch.com so teamsport.guildlaunch.com um in terms of recruiting um i definitely i think we could probably use maybe (laughs) a couple more um now, like that's it's it's Tuesday, Thursday nights, and we raid between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. server. Uh, currently, seven to seven normal mode. Um, starting to get into heroics. Um, could probably use uh, another healer, another DPS, another tank. Um, off specs are definitely encouraged. Um, I don't require that people have to be seven of seven in order to apply. If you're kind of, you know, getting back into raiding, but you can, you know. Put out, put, you know, but you can put out. I guess would be the proper way. Uh, then, by all means, go for it. Um, applications on the website. You can always email me at elder.thespius at gmail.com. You can tweet me. You can talk to us through our guild forums. Any questions that you have, like I'm more than happy to talk to anybody. I may be – I've actually – it's funny. I, I've actually been thinking of resubscribing myself, and somebody was like, you should join. And I was like, oh, God, I don't know if – I don't know how Ophelia would handle that. I don't want to ruin her fun. Like, I don't think you – I don't know if – Oh, I think I was one of the people that was that was egging you on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if – it's her thing. I don't want to – you know, I don't want to be that friend who's no, muscling, I'd be you know? No, I'd be cool with you joining. Okay. I think you, you might get tired because I know you like it when it you, you like teams that are very far, very aggressive and that uh, you know, it's funny that people keep yeah. saying that because you know I, I I'm not gonna say that I didn't like that before and some part of me I don't know I feel like where I'm kind of at right now I like the you know I'm not I don't want to I don't want to seem like I'm taking advantage of a casual standpoint but I like the idea of I don't have to be on all of the time and, and like you said as long as I post out you know it's okay and um, you know I, I think I've kind of had that realization where you know I I'm kind of going through that with my Rift Guild, where it's like I'm not really raiding with my Rift Guild anymore, and at the same time, I really don't want to raid with anybody but them. You know, like I could be, I could be doing what I normally do and hop from realm to realm to realm and stay busy, and I just, I kind of don't want to do that. Like I think I finally had that moment of maybe, you know, it, it is kind of okay to just raid with people you like and, you know, being on when you are and making the most of it when you are. And I, I don't know, I think that's something I could maybe finally get behind. Yeah, that's um, kind just, of what just, happened to me when I first joined. I was like, oh. You were is... very adamant about, like, we were losing you at, after, like, X number of months. It was like, okay, I'm here, but I'm only here for a little bit. Yeah. It, and, and, I, and I'm totally, and it's kind of funny because I totally mean this in a joking way. But it was like the, okay, I'm here for a little bit until I find something better. Like that. Well, it wasn't so much till I find something better. It's I didn't think the schedule would line up. but I And I did want right. to rate more competitively. But then, I don't know, I really liked the team. And I- uh, Jen was one of the, the prime examples of wanting to, basically trying to marry two ideologies together of like trying to be, you know, trying to maintain the light friendly atmosphere while still kind of pushing forward. Now I don't want to, you know, uh, basically 
fluff up her ego any more than it should, but like it was a it was a big catalyst to putting the putting a team on the track that it is. Now it was definitely something that I want like this was this was a track that I definitely wanted the guild to go in, but to have somebody there also that was along with whiner. me. <laughs> meh, you might want to say that. No, I'm just <laughs> but like but somebody somebody else that was sort of, that had that sort of upward push, that upward motion along with me as opposed to just me because it, that's really what it felt like for for a, for a while was the fact that I wanted to see this team do all this and and it was only going so far you know so to have somebody else that even you know not even in, in a leadership role you know kind of had that upward motion somebody that everybody was enjoying their presence and their time in the game so it was it was a nice catalyst to be like hey look like this is what we want to do look what happens when we do it let's make sure we keep it that way so you know it, you know but maintain that at the same time we've all got real lives we want right. to make sure that we tend to those yeah Okay, so mm-hmm. I think you I think you plugged yourself earlier in the show, so I don't think we need to do that now. Um, so, is there anything else you want to say before we close up, Vespius? Uh, no. It is raining and storming like a motherfucker and down here. And we need Chicago. to pack. <laughs> yeah, you guys got to go to BlizzCon, <laughs> and and I'm gonna go drink some more sangria. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, wow. So, but thank, I just, I, but thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I'm actually thank pretty you. flattered. Oh, thanks for coming on. <laughs> thanks for coming on our show. Hello, you're freaking thespians. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I'll been going never, on I'll, for about a month. I'm like, we, we need to get thespians on the show to talk about raid leading. We really need to get thespians on the show to talk about raid leading. We just had no we idea just, you were so hard to pin down. Like, you were very Mariah Carey about it. Like, you know, this time, this hour, no, this date, no. I was expecting you to, like, have, like, a rider or something, you know? Oh, wow. No, I can't believe <laughs> it. I just got compared to Mariah Carey. Um, <laughs> but, That's no, no, no I mean, it's... You heard it here first. Oh, please. <laughs> so many people will tell you that. Um, it's, yeah. No, it's... it. That's not new, nor is it uncommon to call me a diva. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Okay, well, I think that's it then. Um, if you are going to BlizzCon, this will probably be out after BlizzCon. So I hope you guys have a great BlizzCon, and we are both going to be there. So feel free to. I don't know why I'm saying this in the present tense. Yeah, I don't even think this is going to come up. <laughs> so let's I get go back future tense. So let's say let's let's act like it's already happened. So um, I can't even do that either. I hope you had a great oh. BlizzCon. Yeah, I hope that. <laughs> and we that you had fun with us, and that uh, you came up and talked to us. <laughs> yeah, I hope that you found us to be as entertaining in person as we are on the show, and that we didn't disappoint. And I hope that whatever you happen to witness us do stays between us. <laughs> okay. Mm. I'm be out. like, yeah, and so for that guy that bought me a drink that one time, you were totally cute and blah 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 blah. <laughs> but you know, but mm, you kind of smelled like fish. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think that's it then. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great wee two weeks, week, depending on when we record next. Yes. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bond. James Bond.